0: Music from across the globe and across town. I'm Dave Baghdad, and I'm so glad you could join us. On tonight's program, we'll have more great new releases and a chat with Isaac Alderson. Thanks for being here. Cade Mila Falcha. You're very welcome here for this 282nd edition of the Kitchen Party Kaylee. I'm your host, Dave Baghdad and we have a great show for you. Some things you may know, and a lot you probably don't. We're in week two of our new releases November catch-up, and we've got plenty of interesting recent tracks for you this evening. However, that's not all. Due to a fortuitous set of circumstances, we'll also be hearing my conversation with Isaac Alderson, the brilliant multi-instrumentalist frequently heard on these airwaves through his work with Comus and the Yanks, and he's also now signed on with the touring company of the Tony-nominated musical Come From Away. We've a lot to do, and I'm glad to have you here with me. As we were getting ready to lay this episode out, we got a bit of a sudden development. I've told you a number of times about Mosin Amini, the Iranian-born Scottish concertina player who was recently voted the BBC Radio 2 Folk Musician of the Year. We've heard Mohsen with both of his amazing bands, Emar and Talisk, and now both of them have issued new CDs, which I have for you and which we'll hear in a moment. First up is Imar, the multinational quintet, which includes Thomas Callister on fiddle and Adam Rhodes on bazooki, both from the Isle of Man, Ryan Murphy from Ireland on illan Pipe's Flute and Whistle, and Adam Brown from England on Boran, along with Mohsen on concertina. Their new disc, Avalanche, the band's third, features mostly tunes written by some or all of the group, and we'll check out White Strand. We'll follow that with a track from the brand new Talisk CD, right after Imar, on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. Two tracks there from new releases featuring Mohsen Amini, the amazing Glasgow concertina player who plays with Imar and Talisk. That was Talisk, the trio including Hayley Keenan on fiddle and Graham Armstrong on guitar, and we heard Crooked Water Valley. This appears on Talisk's newly issued second CD, Beyond. I hope you were fortunate enough, as I was, to see Talisk when they ruled through the area with Wee Banjo 3 this past March. Mohsen's other band, the multinational quintet Emar, also has a new CD, Avalanche, and we preceded Talis with a track from that disc. That was White Strand, a joint composition from the members of Emar. I hope to be speaking with Mohsen after the first of the year, so stay tuned for that. If you're just joining us, we're belatedly wrapping up new releases November and we'll press on now with Steph Jeremiah, the flute player and vocalist born in New York and now living in Galway. She's got a terrific new record, Up She Flies, and from that, we'll have a set starting with a hornpipe, The Blackbird, into two reels, Murphy's and Happy Days of Easter. She's joined here by her frequent collaborator, Alan Kelly on Piano Accordion, along with Jim Higgins on Boron and the great Jim Murray on Guitar. We'll then have a rousing song from New York's Bangers and Mash right after Steph Jeremiah on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. That was Bangers and Mash, the Celtic rock band from Long Island, fronted by Liam Hudock and Carol Lesselbaum on lead vocals. They've just released a new CD, Whisper Valley and Other Stories, which is the first of their albums to feature all original material. We heard Last Rebel, an account of James Corcoran, the leader of the Last Rebel band to be defeated in the 1798 Rebellion. Fatally wounded during the battle, Corcoran was then hung outside the Wexford Town Jail. Before Bangers and Mash, we heard from another native New Yorker, Steph Jeremiah, the flute player now living in Galway, from her new CD, Up She Flies, that was a hornpipe and two reels, the Blackbird, Murphy's, and Happy Days of Easter. I told you earlier that Mosin Amini is the reigning BBC Radio 2 traditional musician of the year, and we'll hear now from the gent who won the award in 2001. I'm speaking, of course, of Michael McGoldrick, the multi-instrumentalist born in Manchester who's performed with Fluke, Lunasa, and Capricale. In his nearly 25-year recording career, he's been on a lot of albums, but only a very few under his own name. But earlier this year, he put out not only his sixth solo record, but also a duo recording with fiddler Desi Donnelly. We'll hear a track from each in a moment. First, from that duo disc, Dog in the Fog, we'll have a set of jigs, The Galtie Rangers, Meet You Down the Station, and Dog in the Fog, the latter two composed by Michael. We'll then hear from ARC, Michael's latest solo CD, after Michael McGoldrick and Desi Donnelly, on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. Michael McGoldrick there, the esteemed multi-instrumentalist who's just released ARC, his first solo disc in eight years. We heard him on flute on a medley of John Kelly's concertina in memory of Chris Langan and Martin Wynn's Number 4. He was backed by Ed Boyd on guitar and Donald Shaw on keys. Michael also has a new duo CD with fiddler Desi Donnelly, and from that great disc, Dog in the Fog, we had a set of jigs featuring Michael again on flute, the Galtie Rangers, Meet You Down the Station, and Dog in the Fog. On the subject of multi-instrumentalists, I told you at the top of the show that we'd be hearing from Isaac Alderson, the amazing player originally from Chicago and now living in New York. We'll have my chat with him in just a moment, but first, let's hear Isaac on an unaccompanied pipe set which has not been recorded, but which Isaac put on his website about five years ago. This set of reels includes Sporting Mall, The Merry Sisters, and Gorman's. So let's give a listen to Isaac Alderson on the Ellen Pipes, on The Kitchen Party Cayley. Isaac Alderson, the great multi-instrumentalist, on a set of unaccompanied pipe reels, including Sporting Mall, The Merry Sisters, and Gormans. This set has never been released on any commercial recording, but it's one of a number of excellent tracks Isaac has made available on his website, where you can hear them free of charge. I had the chance to chat with Isaac recently during his latest engagement as a pit musician in the touring company of Come From Away, the Tony-nominated musical set in Newfoundland. We talked about his new gig, his Chicago upbringing, his thoughts on music, and why his winning three All-Ireland Gold medals in a single day wasn't all that big a deal. So here's my conversation with Isaac Alderson, exclusively on The Kitchen Party, Kaylee. This is great. It gives me a very great amount of pleasure to welcome you to our Humble Airwaves.
1: Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here.
0: So the last time you and I spoke was when your band Comus came to town probably close to four years ago now, and you were just getting ready to leave for China as part of the Orchestra for Riverdance, and now you are getting ready to embark on a very similar but very different adventure. So tell us what you've got on the go.
1: Well Actually I have already embarked At the moment I'm in Los Angeles I just arrived here yesterday I'm currently on tour with the touring company Of a musical theatre production The show is called Come From Away It opened on Broadway in New York City Last year in March of 2017 it takes place in a small town in Newfoundland, Canada—a true story where around 7,000 airline passengers were stranded during and after the attacks of September 11, 2001. So, this tiny town of about 9,000 people took in all these passengers from around the world who were stranded there for about five days while U.S. airspace was closed. And so, since the show is set in Newfoundland, the music has an Irish slash Celtic rock flavor to it. The writers of the show are big fans of Newfoundland music and are also fans of the newfoundland band great big Sea, so uh, the music is sort of inspired by that kind of flavor i had been subbing on the broadway company at times for ben power is my friend who originated the winds chair for that but anyway i'm doing the full-time touring production and we had our opening run in seattle for a month and we were in salt lake city for a week and then denver for two weeks and now we just arrived in la where we're going to be playing at the amundsen theater for the next six weeks
0: so let me take you back a ways, like all the way back to the beginning. Like me, you are uh, originally a Chicago fella, yeah?
1: That's right. I was born and raised a block north of Wrigley Field, a corner of Kenmore and Grace, and my parents still live there. So whenever I come home a few times a year to visit them, and it's always nice to come back to Chicago.
0: When does music first make its appearance in your life?
1: Music has always kind of been there, as far as I can remember. My father is a musician. Though he doesn't come from an Irish background, he grew up with blues, jazz, big band, duop. That's kind of his realm. So I grew up listening to him play and listening to the kinds of records that he was into. Then I discovered Irish music when I was probably about 13 years old. I heard the pipes, and as luck would have it, my mom had a, a friend who was able to loan me an instrument and kind of push me in the right direction as far as getting some records to listen to. Yeah, so I was born in 83, so probably in around nineteen 1996 or so, I dove headlong into the Irish music thing.
0: Well, I would say so, <laughs> considering that, if my math is correct, six years after you discovered Irish music for the first time, you then go to Ireland and win gold medals at the All-Ireland Flaw uh,
1: on three different instruments. I Yeah, I got, I got lucky that year, but um, yeah, I was, I was in three competitions that year. Yeah, that was a really, I suppose, a big confidence booster, if nothing else, I think a lot of people put a lot of stock in competitions, and after my years of doing that, participating as a a competitor, and then in more recent years as an adjudicator, I tend to put less emphasis on competitions and what they really mean as far as a person's musicianship. But yeah, it was certainly a a confidence booster for me at, at the age of 19. I, I've always tried to emphasize to students that I've had that I think the most valuable thing about this music and the experience of playing music is not just the reward of the beauty of the tradition itself and the melodies and, and all that goes along with it, but also just the social experience. Like, I've met so many great friends of mine through music, be it competition or just playing for fun and to me that's really the benefit of the flaw or any kind of you know Irish music experience is the community that is involved in it and so the competition to me really doesn't really matter that much.
0: When you first discovered this music and went full speed ahead on it when you were 13 do you recall what it was specifically about it that really put the hook in you to that extent?
1: Sure. I'm, the, f- the first thing that really grabbed me was just the sound of the violin pipes. I think that for anyone who plays that instrument, there's something about the sort of otherworldly, unique quality of just the sound of the instrument that we find really haunting and There's something about it that just kind of sucked me in. I don't come from an Irish-American family or, you know, I don't have any familial connection to Ireland. But once I began to understand a little bit more about not just the pipes, but sort of the tradition surrounding the music. And, And again, once I got to experience the community, the warmth and friendliness of the people that play and participate in Irish music, I think that's what really kind of kept reinforcing my desire to participate.
0: And did you sort of view the whistle and the flute as kind of a natural outgrowth from the Illand pipes?
1: Well, I would call the whistle my gateway instrument. I actually, my first instrument I started on was the saxophone when I was 10. But of course, that's not really related to Irish music. I, I do play a few tunes on the saxophone, but I started playing the whistle and the pipes around the same time because I, I really wanted to play the pipes. And the whistle was just anybody who has played both instruments will agree. I think that's much, much easier to learn the basic finger techniques To start with a whistle is a very natural place because it's just such a, a much easier instrument to get started on. They cost a lot less. They're just easier to play. So to learn the basic repertoire and get started, I took the advice of some people around me and started on the tin whistle while also trying to get a handle on the pipes. The flute, I really considered the flute to be sort of a parallel pursuit to the pipes. I started playing the flute maybe a couple years later when I was 16, and I was really inspired by some of the people that I grew up listening to in the Chicago area, like my whistle teacher and then my flute teacher, Lawrence Nugent. I used to go to a session hosted at Tommy Nevins in Evanston, which I understand is now closed, which I was sad to hear about. But I used to go to a session that was hosted there every Sunday by John Williams and Brendan McKinney. And I really remember being in awe of Brendan as a flute player. I would say I was inspired as much by him as by Larry Nugent.
0: Since when, of course, you have not spent a lot of idle time, it seems. You're currently playing with four bands in New York at the moment, in addition to your musical work?
1: Well, I suppose some of the projects that I've been involved with in recent years, by just necessity of my current circumstance, sort of have I've, I've had to put them on the back burner. While I'm doing this current musical theater show is basically a full-time job. We're booked solid. Well, I've signed a contract for a year, and we'll see how long it goes beyond that. But yeah, I have been busy until this most recent involvement with this show, partially out of necessity, uh, because none of the projects that I was involved with were busy enough to be, you know, a full-time pursuit, but, you know, I sort of had cobbled together uh, a livelihood out of doing, you know, a bunch of different projects with a bunch of people, and taking whatever other opportunities came along, so yeah, I have a band called the Yanks, we're a quartet, sometimes quintet, of all American-born musicians who play traditional Irish music. Uh, I played for several years with Colmas, though it's been a couple years since the last time we toured and I'm not really expecting it to pick back up anytime soon. Another band project I had the pleasure of playing with for a while was a group called Ensemble Galilee and they're still active. I've had to kind of step out of it for the moment with uh, Come From Away, but they're still active. And also another band some friends of mine and I have called the Bronx Boys. Three friends who all used to be roommates in the Bronx. I'm still based in the Bronx. Anyway, the three of us still play together when we can. And then, yeah, just whatever I played for a couple years out of college, I played with Eileen Ivers and her band. Another band I played with based in eastern Pennsylvania called Runa. They're still really active. I toured for five years with a show called Celtic Crossroads and also did three months in China with Riverdance all kinds of gigs and also you know any number of bar gigs and weddings and parties and uh, whatever other things have come up over the years you know I've always said it's better to be busy than to be bored and you know the life of a musician, you know, it kind of throws you a few curveballs, but I've really enjoyed having a variety of different experiences and been really grateful to have the experience of playing everywhere from a dark, dingy bar where I'm background music for a bunch of drunk people to concert halls and convention centers and everything where, you know, there's 5,000 people. I'm grateful to have both of those extreme experiences and everything in between.
0: For those who want to keep track of your many different professional endeavors how do they best go about doing that
1: well I've got a website at isaacalderson.com which I am trying to be better about keeping current for the next year at least I'll be wherever the show is which uh, again the show is called Come From Away there's a website comefromaway.com I can be found there. I've got a Facebook page, but I think probably the you know my personal website is the thing that I keep most up to
0: date. Well, Isaac, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us here today. It's been definitely worth waiting for, and I wish you the best of luck with your new Come From Away engagement.
1: Thank you so much, Dave. It's been great to talk with you, and best of luck in all your endeavors as well, and look forward to seeing you down the road.
0: My conversation with Isaac Alderson. The great multi-instrumentalists now working with the touring company of Come From Away. For now, let's hear Isaac with his band, The Yanks, who put out a double CD, Haymaker, back in 2014. Along with Isaac on Illin Pipes, Flute, Whistle, and Sax, the Yanks include Dylan Foley on fiddle, Dan Gurney on button accordion, and Sean Ernest on guitar and Bazookie. We'll have a medley of Brian O'Lynn, The Bloody Hollow, and Winnie Hayes. So here we go with The Yanks on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. That was the Yanks, the great band composed of American Celtic musicians, including Dylan Foley on fiddle, Dan Gurney on button box, Sean Ernest on guitar and bazooki, and Isaac Alderson on pipes, flute, whistle, and sax. From their 22-song, two-CD set, Haymaker, that was Brian O'Lynn, The Bloody Hollow, and Winnie Hayes. We've time for one more selection before the finale, and we'll return to the world of new releases with a visit from Dullahan, our friends from Dayton, Ohio. This fine group has been at it for nearly twenty years now. With a visit to Indie Irish Fest in twenty seventeen, they've got a new record out, their ninth, called "Relic from a Bygone Day." Let's give a listen to Ten Cent Beers right now on the Kitchen Party Kaylee. Adventure
2: all in, and this woman near over, and we're smiling back, looking. Over our shoulder at what's taking place in the weeks since we're gone, we're burning the whiskey and carrying on. Now we're drinking ten cents beers on the streets of Toronto, ticket in my pocket says the Greyhound leaves it four, drinking ten cents beers on the streets of Toronto, down to my last dollar means I'm good for several more. Headed on with our thumbs in the air St. Lawrence Seaway was where we were bound Packs on our backs and we slept on the ground Now we're drinking 10 cent beers on the streets of Toronto Ticket in my pocket says the Greyhound leads at four Drinking 10 cent beers on the streets of Toronto Down to my last dollar means I'm good for several more It all smoke, There was no law in order. We made the island in a hard-driving rain. It felt so good to be back there again. Now we're drinking ten-cent beers on the streets of Toronto. Ticket in my pocket says the Greyhound leaves at four. Drinking ten-cent beer on the streets of Toronto. Down to my last dollar means I'm good for several more. One near over and we're smiling back looking over our shoulder and what's taking place in the weeks since we have gone We're burning the whiskey and carrying on Now we're drinking 10 cent beers on the streets of Toronto Ticket in my pocket says the greyhound is at four Drinking 10 cent beers on the streets of Toronto down to my last dollar means I'm good for several Ten cent beers on the streets of Toronto Ticket in my pocket says the Greyhound leads it forth. Drinking ten cent beers on the streets of Toronto Down to my last dollar means I'm good for several more Good for several more Now I'm drinking ten cent beers on the streets of Toronto
0: Dulahan there, our pals from Dayton, Ohio, and visitors to the 2017 Indie Irish Fest. From their brand new CD, Relic of a Bygone Day, we heard 10 Cent Beers. We're getting near the end of our show for today. I hope you've enjoyed our time together, and I look forward to having you join us again next week. Reach us by email at kitchenpartykaylee, that's all one word, and Kaylee is C-E-I-L-I-D-H at gmail.com, by Twitter at at kpc underscore radio, or through our Facebook page. You can find podcasts and playlists from all our shows at iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and at kpc-radio.com. For our final track this week, We'll hear Isaac Alderson with the Yanks on Port Nubakai. Until next time, I'm your host, Dave Baghdad, and I thank you for listening. We'll see you here again on Sunday at 10 p.m. Slan Ogat. You've been listening to the Kitchen Party Kaylee on WICR eighty-eight point seven FM. This program was made possible by support from donations from the Friends of the Kitchen Party Kaylee. We hope that you'll join us again next Sunday at ten p.m. The Kitchen Party Kaylee is written, produced, and hosted by Dave Baghdad and was recorded at EMAS Studios in Broad Ripple. The Kitchen Party Kaylee is a fortnight production. Thanks for listening.